Hi, my name is Tasha Manuel, and welcome to Education Equals Opportunities. Stay tuned because we're going to be talking about the different types of opportunities that come with education. Hello, today is, what is today? Monday, January 23rd, and I told myself I was going to get this podcast recorded today, and I am in Louisiana, Central Time Zone, I'm usually in Ohio, and it is still 10.13, so it's still today, um, 10.13 p.m., so I'm making my, keeping myself to that. Um, I'm a little bit tired, so if you hear me ramble, that's why. So today was the first day at the uh, FETC conference, Future Education Technology Conference. I really need to remember what FETC stands for. Future of Education Technology Conference. I got it right. Future of Education Technology Conference. I know it's something like that, but I always think that it's the, one of the words is just a tad bit different. Future of Education Technology Conference. I got it right. So anyways, today was day one. Um, had some good um, presentations that I saw. Learned about a couple new, um, one actually one particularly new uh, a tool that can be used in a classroom to kind of gamify, um, you know, learning. Um, usually I use Kahoot, and I think my students are getting kind of tired of Kahoot. But, you know, it's the reason I use Kahoot is because whenever I ask if anybody has any questions, all I usually hear are crickets. Nobody has questions. And then we do a Kahoot, and it either confirms, like, hey, they got what they needed to get from the, the reading, the assignment, whatever. Or the opposite end of that is they did not get it, and then we need to have some more discussions, and it's fine. Um, you know, it's it, it kind of breaks the ice. Whatever you want to call it, Kahoot is a really great way to to kind of have an engaging um, classroom, even if it's done virtually, and to kind of get a good gauge on where everybody's actually at when nobody speaks up. Having said that, I think, like I said, some of the students are getting kind of tired of Kahoot. So having something new in our in the arsenal can be really beneficial just to kind of change things up. Um, so the other thing that I was super excited about is uh, there was a lady um, next to me. She's a teacher from Florida. And um, we were talking about Canva. She said she's wanting to learn more about Canva. And I love Canva. I use it pretty much every day. And I said, I can show you Canva. What do you need to know? I can show you. So uh, we, we both had some things that we needed to get done. So we, got, we were going to meet after lunch. And we did. And she brought a colleague with her. And we, I was just showing her about Canva. They said that their school is using it. And they're just not sure how to use it. You know, just the usual. So I'm showing them the stuff that they can do with Canva. And I started talking about Snapchat, um, which is what my presentation is about tomorrow. And I said sometimes I use Canva to, you know, make, you know, either kind of PNG or JPEG photos or images to put in a Snapchat filter. And, you know, just explaining how I use Canva, whether for social media marketing, for, um, you know, creating content, for, you know, Snapchat, for whatever it is. Um, how I use Canva and talk about how they were planning on using it. And Canva is such a great, great tool. I mean, it is awesome. <laughs> um, 
But anyway, so we were talking about Snapchat and it was such a great conversation because I told her, it's like, that's what my presentation is about tomorrow. And, um, and she was asking more about it because they are high school teachers. And I was like, this is the idea. It's like, you know, with, with Snapchat, the, the programming language that it's built upon, um, let me back up. Lens Studio is the platform that you can build filters on, you know, for on Snapchat. It's specifically for Snapchat. And it's built on JavaScript. You can build everything in JavaScript. And if you are teaching a programming class, it is a great way to just to kind of give them something specific that they're already playing with and they're engaged with. And then if you, if you're, if you're not teaching a programming class or if you have students who are not interested in programming whatsoever, then they can start, start looking at some of the digital design, 3d objects, um, or digital marketing, business purposes, etc. And, you know, they were really, you know, they were like this, like, this is a really great idea. And, you know, just because some of the things they just, you know, to pique the interest of the students. And I was like, that's exactly, that's exactly it. Because in my experience, and this is also for me personally as well, I said, I'm good at HTML and CSS. I'm decent at JavaScript and Python. And just because I'm not, you know, I just, it doesn't intrigue me. But, but because I want to improve as a Lens developer, or I want to improve as an Alexa skills developer, which is, you know, something else entirely. Um, both are built on JavaScript. I am improving my JavaScript skills because I want to be better as a Lens developer or as an Alexa skills developer. That is the carrot at the end of the stick for me. So that can also be the same carrot at the end of the stick for students as well. And I have a couple of little informal polls going on um, with LinkedIn on LinkedIn and Twitter talking about why more students are not interested in computer science. And some of the options, some of the options are regards to, you know, they, they've tried it and they, it's too hard or they haven't tried it and they think it's too hard, too hard, even though they haven't tried it. They don't have the opportunities or there's just like no interest into it or just think it's boring or something along those lines. And so far for the poll results, most of the people say that they haven't tried it. They, they think that the reason um, young people are not interested is because they haven't tried it and they just assume it's too hard. And in my experience, that's the case as well. When I had students, when I worked in higher ed, when I had students come in, and, you know, we had the little, you know, career fairs or, you know, program fairs, whatever you want to call them. And high school students would come in. They would see computer science and they would run away. They said, that's too hard. I'm like, mm. it's it's fun. It's a little difficult, but it's challenging in a fun, fun way. And this is an area where it's okay to fail. And that is the expectation. You're going to fail. That's okay. If you're not failing, something else is probably wrong. And while I remember what was also funny when we had those fairs and had little rubber ducks and they would come in asking about those little rubber ducks. 
and because they're very they're pretty popular with jeeps um if you if you have a jeep jeep duck duck jeep or whatever it's called i don't have a jeep and um so they would come in and you know they see the ducks and they grab a duck and they can have a dog i didn't care and um he would ask us like is this about a jeep and i was like no it's about talk about rubber duck debugging problem solving technique in the computer science but i said but it could help you buy a jeep you can afford a jeep and then we talk about computer science and then they were just like nope too difficult but and i think that's a big part of it they see the hard they see that they have a preconceived notion of that it's just it, it's something that it's not and with computer science, there's so many different opportunities that they could um, go into that it's not just all programming. And there's a lot of great things that they can do. And if this carrot at the end of the stick of Snapchat, creating filters, seeing the positive reinforcement, seeing like there's hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of people looking at your filters, playing with your filters, and it's just that positive reinforcement that's only going to be something that's just going to compound that interest and pique that curiosity it's like what if you do this or what if you do that and that is just going to be an awesome feeling and that's where learning should be um i was actually thinking about this um earlier today because you know kind of a little bit of anxiety because my presentation is a two-hour workshop tomorrow because there's a lot of stuff about lens studio that i am not really that well versed on you know lens studio has done so much some has advanced so much you can do machine learning ai with it and that's not something i've ventured into yet yet because of time mainly and I was like, you know, you know, and I was like thinking to myself, it's like, should I be doing this presentation? Um, because I don't know everything. But then it kind of dawned on me. If I knew everything about Lens Studio, I probably wouldn't want to do it anymore because I would be bored with it. And I think that's really important. I think it's really important to know and to realize and to accept the fact that it's okay not to know everything about it about something or whatever platform that you're working on or you're you know learning about because if you're anything like me once you do have a really really good grasp on everything as a whole you become bored with it and it's like i don't want to do it no more and um you know richard branson you know he built the whole virgin brand actually i'm um, right now in new orleans staying at one of his hotels and one of the things that I, one of the things that I had a big takeaway from reading one of his books, um, the Virgin way is like, if you don't enjoy something, don't do it. And that is something I really, really strongly believe in. If I don't enjoy it and I'm not just saying I had a bad day, but if it's just like, to me, it's become mind numbing and I hate it, you know, on a consistent basis, like I do not enjoy this. If I don't enjoy it, I'm not doing it. There's so many other opportunities where I can spend my time and resources on things that I do enjoy and let other people do the things that I don't enjoy. And one of the most recent things was social media marketing and specifically like, you know, Facebook and Instagram and um, LinkedIn marketing um, for other businesses. 
I didn't enjoy it anymore. It was becoming a new a nuisance. It was becoming an annoyance. It was just kind of draining me. Um, I just did not enjoy it anymore. Saying I wanted to focus my time more on uh, Snapchat filters or any, any kind of AR filters in Alexa because that was intriguing to me and that was what I wanted to spend my time on. So, you know, ultimately it's finding something that you really, really enjoy. And it's okay if you don't know the answers to everything because I almost guarantee you, you will be able to find out the answer even if you don't know right then and there. And you're going to continue to learn and grow. And as long as there's opportunity to learn and grow, you're going to continue to be curious and it's going to have that internal excitement. And that's going to convey, that's going to convey to other people, whether it's potential employers, uh, potential clients, etc. That type of excitement that you have for something that you're learning new is going to convey out and it's going to bring all kinds of great opportunities to you. So focus on what you love, um, explore it, get out of your comfort zone and um, see what Snapchat can offer you. So I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Education Equals Opportunities. If you have any questions or have anything that you would like to discuss or would like to have discussed here, um, please feel free to reach out. Thank you.